if you find something that works, and we talked in the last episode about how do we figure out what's working, when you finally find that elusive thing that is working, do more of that thing. What's up? I'm Karanda Adair, Certified Automation Service Provider, and you are listening to Begin As You Mean To Go On. This podcast is for women of color with mission-driven service-based businesses who want to build automated sales and marketing systems the right way. If you're ready to work hard once to hire and employ technology to execute proven marketing strategies so you can get back to the rest of your business and your life, you are in the right place. Let's get it going. Hey friends, welcome back to Begin As You Mean To Go On. And today I want to talk to you about letting things be simple. And (laughs) I want to just say up front that I'm going to hurt some of your feelings today. Probably some of you are going to feel called out, but just know that like I'm right there with you. Like I am an automation service provider. So all of my DNA is wired to complicate things, right? And that's why we need outside perspective for someone to come in and say, have you thought about just cutting out like these five steps and just doing these things? Uh, we all need that. So even though, you know, you might feel called out and you might get your feelings hurt in this episode, it's really for your benefit, right? It's all with love for all of us. And I'm reminding myself as well. So with that said, let's dive in. You know, we're just wired to make things more complicated. And there's a lot of there are a lot of reasons why that might be, right? That it might be some like inner procrastination making you complicate things, but more than likely it's probably just you just haven't thought it through. Like we're just going and we're just doing things. Um, so I want to talk about some things that you're probably overcomplicating. And I want to preface, I actually saw this um, in a Facebook post reason, recently from someone who they were trying to find a service and they went to two different websites and they couldn't figure out like, how do I book? How do I pay? You know, like just make it easy, right? So uh, in that post, they were like, oh, the three things you need are a way to get found, a way to get booked, a way to get paid. Right. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Y'all that's the shortest path to getting your money. So I want to talk about all of those things and talk about you. One of the things you need to have in place to make all those things as simple as possible for the people who are trying to give you money. Right. So let's talk about getting found. Um, Luckily, we're beyond the days. I think it's been years since someone said to me like, oh, I don't need a website. I have Facebook. I think that that day and age has gone the way of the dinosaur and we're past it. I hope we're past it. But just in case, just have a website, right? Um, It's a property that you own. I've talked a lot about sharecropping. It doesn't really work out for us. Um, Have your own place on the internet that you control that you can put whatever content you want, right? So that you can put there, you know, what people can give you shiny gold coins for, what they're going to get in exchange. Um, Have a website so you can get found, right? If people are searching for like the thing that you do, you want to be able to have the ability at least to come up in those search results. Um, And then because I know a lot of people are using social media very heavily to market their business, make sure that you're putting your links back to your website in your profile. That's that's the thing, y'all. I know a lot of your, y'all are like, oh, it goes down in the DMs and that's fine. But for the majority of people who aren't ready to actually take that step and talk to you, they might just want to creep on you for a while. So give them some place to go, right? Because um, the half-life of a social media post is like, I don't know, 15 seconds or something. So 
I can't tell you how many times I have seen a really amazing post on Facebook for something I'm really interested in. And so I will go to their profile and it'll just be empty. It'll just be empty. No link back to a website, not even a Facebook page, like nothing for me to go and learn more and start to digitally stalk this person to really figure out like, oh, do I want to hire this person or do I want to stay in connection with this person um, in case I want to hire them or refer them down the road? So as you're listening to this, if you're able, if you're not driving or in the shower or whatever, just pull up your profile on whatever social media that you're most active on and just take a peek, right? Just make sure, you know, your links are up to date. They're not broken. They go somewhere where someone can actually take the next step towards hiring you um, if they so choose. Uh, just go do that check. And if you're driving or you're in the shower or whatever, just, you know, put in a reminder to go do that today. Okay. Cause if you don't have this in place, you're probably losing money. You're probably losing opportunity. And it's so simple. So simple. Let me ask you something. How much time do you and your team spend doing repetitive tasks that could be automated? Things like answering the same questions over and over again, manually onboarding clients. How much money are you missing because you don't have an efficient way to follow up with a hundred percent of your leads? If this sounds like you, then you should head over to carondafixmymarketing.com and apply to talk with us about our marketing intensive, where our team of certified automation service providers will dig deep into your marketing and sales processes to uncover your lost hours and your missing money. You'll come out of your intensive with the clarity to know exactly what you need to do to reach your next business level, and you can hire us to execute it. Head to carondafixmymarketing.com and apply right now. Now back to the show. All right. And then the third thing that I kind of mentioned in passing earlier, but it's like when they do get to your website, make sure that whatever it says there is actually what you do, right? We, we, our businesses grow and change over time and things can become out of date, right? So just make it super clear and simple. This is what you do. This is how you help people. This is how you can give me shiny gold coins for it. Um, if you're ready to do that, take the next step and make it very simple and very obvious. Okay. So that is getting found. Let's talk about getting booked. I think we're not quite done with this one because there's still some people out that are like, when are you free? Or don't have some kind of automated scheduling tool um, so that people can, if, if you have a service where people, you need to have a conversation with someone and they need to get a time on the calendar to do that, you should be using some sort of automated booker like Calendly or you can book me or Acuity, like something where you can say, hey, these are the times that I have carved out to talk to people who are thinking about giving me money. Go and choose a time that works for you, right? Just make it easy. And a lot of the objection I get to this is like, I don't want to open up my calendar like that. Just know that one, you can work this both ways, right? You can connect it to your Google calendar, your Outlook calendar, and you can say, make sure that you don't double book me for anything that's already scheduled, right? And that's, that's a lot of people freak out about that because it feels too open. That's fine. That's fine. Go into the tool and say, you know what? Fridays between noon and four, that's when I talk to prospects right? And just make that time available. And then, you know, if you're on vacation one day or you decide, mm, I don't want to meet with people on Fridays, so I'd rather move to Thursdays, go move it. But these, these petty objections, like I'm calling bullshit. 
on these petty objections, okay? So make it easy for people to get on your calendar if that is a part of your sales process. All right. Um, and the, the only caveat I will say to that is do qualify your prospects first, right? So when you want to go and, and um, have a conversation with us about working together, I want to make sure that neither one of us is going to waste our time. So there there is a qualifier there. There's a form for you to give me some information so that we just make sure that we're not going to waste each other's time, right? So that's the qualifier I'll put on that, but make it make it simple. All right. And then let's talk about the most important thing, getting paid, right? Do not make it hard for people to give you money. One of my mentors says, you know, always be in the ready position to accept a sale, right? If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. I have literally heard him talk about stories of like having conversations on airplanes and ending up with a $10,000 retainer. And he's like, here's my square. You can put your credit card through, you know, I'm, I'm not on that level yet, but squad goals, right? Squad goals, but make sure that it's easy for people to pay you. And there are a lot of ways to make it challenging, especially with some of these all-in-ones that kind of force you into a certain way of taking payments, just be really intentional about this. Now, I use and love Thrivecart because it's it's just really easy and it integrates with a lot of things so that um, that is like the start of my onboarding process, right? I send an email, I give you a payment link. As soon as that payment goes through, that starts this whole chain where the robots are like, oh, we got a new client. Let's do the onboarding. Let's tell them what they need to know. Let's give them access to these things, right? Um, so if you make that easy and that and you have a really good start to your onboarding process, that is going to help your first impressions. It's going to keep that um, buyer's remorse, which, you know, the, the higher your ticket your uh, offer, the more possible it is that someone buys it and then immediately starts thinking like, oh, did I do the right thing, right? And if you're right there to be like, hey, this was a great decision. Um, here's what's going to happen next. We're so excited about all the things we're going to do for you. Um, that really helps to mitigate that. And it starts with the payment. So make getting the payment easy. Thrivecart is awesome. Some people use WooCommerce if you have more product-based businesses. So here's one of my tips. Because, you know, I'll have a conversation with somebody and it'll seem like it's a good fit. And we want to do business together. And so I send a follow up email with the link to pay. And I do that very intentionally. I know a lot of salespeople will teach like, oh, get the payment on the phone, do this, or that. Um, for various reasons I'm not going to go into, I don't do that anymore. I want you to take that positive action of saying, I decided to do this. I'm going to go click this link. I'm going to put my credit card in. Um so, but sometimes, you know, they lose track of the email or whatever. And so I will put my important cart links into text expander. So if somebody's like, Hey, I want to join this. I, I can't find the email. Do you have the link? I'm like, yep. Boom. Right. It's right there. So, um, that's one of my, that's one of my pro tips for you. All right. So make sure people can pay you, make sure it's really easy and smooth to do that. All right. So, those are some really good trips, but I also want to give you some bonus things um, because I see this a lot with my clients and just in general watching the entrepreneurial space. Um, and that is make your customer journey as short as possible, right? With all the focus on funnels and customer journey and personalizing, it's really easy, especially for me, y'all, automation service provider, right? So I'm like, oh, we could do this, we could do this, we could, we could send them down this fork or that fork, right? But I want you to step all the way back and think to yourself, if someone found you today and was like, I need this, I'm going to buy it right now, what does that journey look like? And optimize for that journey. So here's here's an example of what I'm talking about. 
um, someone opts into your email list, are you using a thank you page? Because on the thank you page, you could say, hey, I see you've opted in for this lead magnet that shows you care about this subject or you have this problem. Here's the product that I have that solves that problem. Would you like it right now? Right? And that gives the person the opportunity to be like, well, yes, yes, I would like it right now. And boom, you just made a sale, right? You, There's no rule that says you have to email people for six months before they will buy, right? There are people out there that are just ready and they just haven't found you. So if you made it easy to be found and you made it easy to get paid, boom, you know, your revenue just went up. So, um, you know, make make that as short as possible. And then for the people who are going to, you know, stray from the path, which is most people, um, always be telling people what to do next. So if you're on your social media, um, what to do next might be, hey, go subscribe to my podcast. Um, it might be, hey, go to my website and get on my email list. Like whatever that next step is on the path to buying from you, always be selling that, right? You don't always have to be selling your end product. You could just be selling the next step for wherever people are in that moment. Um, and that's going to work a lot better for you, honestly. <clears throat> Um, okay, so here's one that might break your brain a little, but um, have you considered getting rid of your contact page? <laughs> I tell my clients, I had a contact page for years and years. I think it's one of those dinosaur things. It's just like, it's just how it's done. You need your five-page website. You need your homepage and your about page and your services page and your contact. You know what? <laughs> uh, contact pages are great vehicles for people to ask you questions that you that they should be paying to, for you to answer. Uh, it's a great vehicle for spammers, right? Um, when I had a contact page, rarely did I actually see useful things come through it. So I got rid of it because you know what I want people to do? I want people to go and book a call with me. That's what I want, right? So that's the page I have on my website. <laughs> so I know some of you might be like, exploded head emoji um, hearing this, but really like sleep on it and give it some thought. And if the thing that you most want people to do isn't, hey, contact me about random questions so that I can spend part of my day answering random questions from people who probably aren't going to buy, then get rid of it. You have my permission. All right. In case you needed it, you probably didn't. All right. So um, I'm going to wrap this up soon, but um, I want to just highlight a few more simple, simple things that I end up telling my clients to do over and over again um, that you can always go back to. You can always go back to these fundamentals, right? Um, have you asked for referrals lately? Because that's the best way to get more of them is to ask. And of course, you know, down the road when I'm working people, I always want to automate this. Uh, but if you're not there yet, you can just make a simple practice to at, at the beginning and the middle of the end and the end to ask people how it's going, right? It doesn't have to be a formal like, hey, will you give me a testimonial? Will you go here and make a video? It could just be these check-in points where you're asking people how you're how it's going. And then if they say something nice, you're like, oh, that that's so great. Thank you. Can I use that as a testimonial? Y'all, if you ever say anything nice about me, um, you see if there's more than five, 10 seconds that passes before I ask if I can screenshot that and put it up on the internet, okay? Because referrals are so powerful. So make sure that you have a practice to regularly ask for them. Um, ask people to review your podcast. Hey, if you're listening to this right now and you've gotten some value out of it, could you just go, you can open up your, uh, your app and it'll still keep playing. You could go and you can review this podcast right now. Five-star rating and review would be greatly appreciated. Um, 
ask your people. And uh, I just saw my wonderful producer, Angie, was just on Instagram going, you know what? Best way to get more reviews is to ask for them. So um, ask for them, not just here on the podcast, not just on your social media, but go to people that you respect who listen to your podcast um, and have expressed uh, admiration for your podcast and ask them, hey, have you left a review? I would really love that. It would really help me out. Okay. Here's a good one. This one is gold. Clients come to me all the time. They're trying to figure out what's going to be the most effective marketing or messaging, um, or do they need to tweak their offer? And so they'll come to coaching calls and they'll say, um, Hey, you know, do you think I should do this? And I'm like, well, what does your audience think? (laughs) So trust yourself, but also it's a conversation. If you're stuck, and I just saw one of my um, ex-clients do this so beautifully, if you're stuck and you feel like, "Mm, maybe my offer's not quite right, or I'm not really sure what my people need, go ask them. (laughs) Just make it simple and ask them what they're struggling with right now, what they need, you know, what's the best way that they would like to get help from you. Just ask and make it a practice to keep asking because it's always going to be changing, right? It's always going to be changing over time. All right. And then the last one that I want to leave you with is if you find something that works, and we talked in the last episode about how do we figure out what's working. When you finally find that elusive thing that is working, do more of that thing. Like I've literally had clients in coaching calls run down and say, well, in my last launch, it went really well. And I did this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, great get out of here, go do it. You already know, you already know what worked. Um, so when you find that thing and, and experienced marketers are very, very unwilling to change things once they figure out what is working, um, because it's so, it's so hard to finally get that, you know, that perfect recipe. Um, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So when you find, when you do find what works, keep doing that thing. All right. I know why we get so distracted and so off track and we forget to go back to these basics. It's because we get bored, right? We're entrepreneurs. There's always a point in boot camp where I call it the herding cats part of boot camp. And it's when people come back and they're like, well, I know I said I wanted to do this thing, but then I got this opportunity to do these three other things. And I'm like, let's focus, right? We get bored and we get shiny object syndrome and there's all these opportunities coming right and left and it's so easy to get off track. So I'm going to encourage you to, I know, I know we need to like, we need an outlet for our creativity, right? So I'm going to encourage you, don't get creative with your offer, get creative with all the different ways that you can market your offer, right? How many different angles can you use to sell these things? Or maybe get creative with what are different ways that you can deliver your offer to people in different stages of their business, right? If you have a B2B offer, like those are the ways to get creative and and let those <laughs> let those creative energies out without getting totally off track um, and derailing your progress and killing your momentum. So I understand why this happens, but you're never going to go wrong with going back to basics, with keeping things simple, um, with asking for what you want and what you need and telling people what you want them to do. All right. So that is what I want to encourage you to do. Just let it be simple and watch that revenue keep coming in. 
All right, time for a little WWKD, what would Karanda do? And today's question is about marketing on a budget. How can you um, get the word out to more people about your services without spending a fortune on marketing software, like all the things, <laughs> all the apps, all the shiny objects? And I'm going to say that if you're in a position where you have a new business or a new offer, you don't need marketing as much as you need sales, right? You have to actually go and validate your offer and sell your offer. And for sales, that's a very one-on-one -on -one labor intensive um, conversation, right? For sales, you just really need to start having conversations with people. And you can go to your social media platform of choice right now and you can start having those conversations. And what I find is that people use marketing to avoid doing sales because they don't want to be salesy or they don't like sales, right? So um, if that's you, like buck up, just start talking to people about your offer and they not, might not be right for your offer, but they might know someone who is. So in the beginning, it's really about like pounding the pavement, um, so to speak, and getting there out there and talking to people, going to the people that you already know, being just really, really open and really out there about what it is you're doing. Now, when you do start to get into more marketing, um, I'm going to refer you back to episode 14 where I go through our entire tech stack because one of the things I do at the end is I talk about when should you start to think about investing in those things. So in the beginning where you might just need, you know, an, a landing page, a way to get people's email addresses and an email service provider, um, you know, before you start thinking about scaling or doing funnels, like just get a way to talk to people, right? Let people get on your email list and just talk to them. That is yet another medium where you can have conversations. And, you know, everybody under the sun knows I love Active Campaign if you've been listening to this for more than five minutes. But if you really need a free tool, then I would recommend MailerLite. Um, I still don't like MailChimp. So um, if someone came to me and was like, I really am just getting started, I really need something free, MailerLite. Um, is a fine one to get started. All you really need is the medium to be able to have the conversation and the commitment to be able to show up to have that conversation um, when you're getting started in marketing. And then when people will ready are ready, they will raise their hands and let you know. Um, and then you go back to the sales process, uh, whatever it is, you know, whatever way people actually give you money, then you can start that process. Um, but that's the basics of marketing. Like I would start with email. Um, and I would use social media to drive people to your email list um, because email is a very personal thing, right? Even if you're emailing to, you know, 10,000 people, each of those individuals are opening their own inbox and um, interacting with your message in their own personal way and receiving, you know, different things from it. So that's what I would say about marketing is learn to have conversations and then take those conversations to a, a medium like email that can scale but still be really personal all right i hope that helps that's what i have for you today don't forget to begin as you mean to go on <laughs>